I'm Professor Neil Feinstein, and this is Conversations with the Creators, sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications. Ideas thrive here. Today we're talking to Craig Elimelia. In preparation for this conversation, I went to Craig's LinkedIn profile. Craig is the Chief Experience Officer at VML YNR, and yes, he's worked at very impressive agencies and for many impressive clients and won tons of awards. But that's just a bullet point list of Craig's achievements and tells you nothing about the kind of man Craig is. This will tell you. At the top of Craig's LinkedIn profile is not a pithy saying or a well-written philosophy. It says... If you've recently been laid off and we've worked together in the past in some fashion, please message me directly on how I can help you. Can I put you in touch with a contact of mine? Can I write a LinkedIn recommendation? So yes, Craig is talented, but he's a good man, and that's more important than being talented. Craig, I am so honored that you can find time to share your insights with my students. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. That was a very humbling introduction. Well, it's your LinkedIn. It's not mine. So, I mean, that's that was my takeaway. So, and it's really yeah. impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, we had some preparation conversation, and we were talking about this environment, this economic environment that we're heading into, and yeah. how that's going to impact the students. Um, can you can you give us your point of view on that a little bit? Well, I think you kind of started touching on it with that LinkedIn post, right? I, I think you know we're seeing record layoffs happening at all of the top you know the top top tech firms and big brands and and you know i can certainly tell you that you know the agency world is is not that different in terms of cutting costs because we're you know directly related to our clients cutting costs right so if if meta was your client and they were letting go with 11,000 people you could probably guess, you know, your budgets are going to either disappear or get cut dramatically, right? Um, look, I, 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 I do think it, it, it's, it's, um, it's one of those, you know, points in time where you know there's a transition of 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 growth companies starting to become real companies, right? And they're being sort of, uh, you know, judged more on EBITDA than they are on on growth. And 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 that's and kind can of, you wait one second? EBITDA? Can you just define that? Uh, yeah, it's earnings before income taxes and all that good stuff. It's, it's how much they earn. <laughs> it's how much they earn, right? Um, and so uh, essentially. I think what's happening is we're seeing uh, a, a bit of a transition of those companies you and I watched kind of become born on the internet into, you know, becoming kind of legacy companies and there are new companies, right? So I, I think it's a very exciting time for for students. I, I, I think that, um, you know, there there's sort of a correction happening right now where not just... Um, you know, not just from growth companies to sort of, you know, like kind of performance-based companies, but I think in our world, it's starting to correct itself from kind of being strictly awareness-based to being a lot more 
purchase, post-purchase focused, right? Like performance focused and where um, I think the skill sets that um, a lot of these companies are now looking for are less about creating hype and more about creating retention, about creating relationships with their customers, um, about more longstanding kind of campaigns rather than sort of one-off sort of, you know, stunts. Um, and I, and I, and I think that we're heading into a world where, you know, the sort of the, the talent stack is less, you know, it's, it's less this kind of art director, copywriter, it's more this sort of technologist and this, this entrepreneurial visionary kind of big thinker, someone who can really connect the dots across an entire organization's um marketing efforts and really help to orchestrate all of those things whereas in the past i think we were just very focused on like very specific lanes and very specific channels and very specific tactics um i don't think that i, I don't think that applies anymore i think we need to be much more holistic in um being able to operate across the entire spectrum of of our clients uh marketing needs and advertising needs and promotional needs yeah so this is reflected in your title you are not chief creative officer you're chief experience officer totally totally and and for me it you know i i've always kind of straddled that 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 fine line because you know creativity is you know sort of the 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 you know, kind of the the holy grail of our industry, right? It's it's this beautifully protected um, entity that um, you know has for many years been defined in one very particular way, right? Like the big idea. It was all about the big idea, and I think right now it's less about the big idea. I think it's more about the entire experience of how a brand's promise because a brand is a promise right how a brand's promise is delivered on right and so that is sort of how i define experience it's the end-to-end -end journey of a consumer and their relationship with a brand and how that brand continues to deliver on the promise they've made at the beginning of that journey so i'm curious does that you know just in terms of process does that change the way a brief is written does that change the way a brief is delivered and who's sitting at the table does that change the way the teams go off and start thinking about how they're going to solve the client's challenge and can you articulate how it would change it absolutely it does and you know i think i think it it, it brings more participants to the table right we need more data we need to be informed um by many more things, be it, you know, channel subject matter expertise, digital subject matter expertise, uh, data subject matter expertise. There, there are so many inputs that are required in order to make a decision on how we might want to proceed in any particular direction creatively, right? And I, and you know, it's funny, I, I, I love what's going on, you know, from a data perspective uh, in the world of artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, informing business decisions. Um, but I actually 
very much apply that to how I work and, and where I see our industry going, you know, from, you know, the business world kind of has this idea of AI. I think we have this idea of CI, which is creative intelligence, right? What, wow. what is... What is the intelli- what is sort of the collective intelligence required today to help inform creative decisions, right? It used to be, you know, uh, two people would take a brief, get in a room, shut the door, have a few glasses of wine, throw some ideas against the wall, come out and go, hey, I think we solved it. Here's three options. The client would then go, okay, give me all three, merge it into one, and that's what they would do, right? You can't do that anymore, right? Like, it, there's just... It just doesn't work. And and as much as I as much as I love that sort of, you know, the 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 history and and, and the romance of that, I, I I just know in in the deepest parts of my heart, like that process just doesn't work anymore, right? Because there's way too many things that need to be um sort of tied together. So in a world where you had TV or radio or print and you had essentially one ad unit. Okay, right? Like you, you can kind of take those risks. But today you have an entire spectrum of 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 things that need to feel connected and need to feel you know, need to feel holistic. Um, and they all need to be in service of that promise, right? So strategically, I think people, consumers are much more um in tune with the with the entirety of a brand's footprint as opposed to, you know, just needing to track if their TV commercial pays off on, you know, you know, the the hamburger they promised you, you know, like, um, so, so that definitely changes, right? And the process changes, right? So whereas you might take a brief and just kind of run with it, I think today, we really need to think about things like end to end journeys, right? Like, what is that full customer journey look like? What are the dependencies? Who are the other various stakeholders involved in helping that person make that informed decision? Um, another thing we need to really think about is sort of the ecosystem. What is What parts of the ecosystem are we going to use? What are the role and goal of those channels, right? Um, how are they going to help us tell that story in the, in in the best possible way, right? And certain channels are kind of like more storytelling channels. Other channels are more utility-driven channels. Other channels enable. Other channels, you know, enrich. So you have you really have to you know have a a, a very uh, um, a, a very advanced sort of working knowledge of your custom of your client's ecosystem of their brand ecosystem, meaning where does that brand live, right? And 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 what are the roles and goals of all of those channels and how they work together um, in order to even consider a specific idea being able to live in that particular ecosystem, right? Because it may be a great idea, but it just doesn't function. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fill that vessel because it might not have the breadth or the depth needed in order to pay to pay off on that. So just, you know, kind of combining this conversation, there's so much in what you just said that I want to ask you about, but let's just mm-hmm. follow up on these, this channels piece and yeah. to what we originally talked about, how this movement towards performance is so important. Are there yeah. channels that 
you focus on in this environment that are very much performance focused as opposed to let's not have an event let's you know let's let's drive people to a landing page where we can capture data and yeah i think you know i think it really has to start with your business goals like what are your business goals is it is it doubling your revenue is it acquisition is it you know like it really depends on the business goals and i think the business goals are really sort of what those very tactical plans are born out of right and 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 i think that there are more cha there are channels that are more um you know that are more adept at you know driving conversion versus uh driving loyalty versus um driving awareness right like so it it really depends and and the but the beauty is that there are so many of them that just like a painter that might have a giant bucket full of different brushes and every brush produces a different stroke we too have a bucket full of different channels and and each channel is like a brush and 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 it gives us the ability to create a stroke within the the grand canvas of our you know campaign and i think that um you know i think that you know somebody who has working knowledge or teams that have working knowledge of all of these channels are the ones that are really going to win because what I see far too often are creatives that are just like, hey, let's do an Alexa thing. It's like, what? Like, okay, why? I don't know. It's cool because you could talk to it. Like, but how does it work? What is it going to do? Who's it going to talk to? Who's going to use it? Where is it going to go? You know, like you, you really you know, you really need to be equal parts creative and equal parts technical and equal parts, you know, engineer in order to really understand the 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 way all of these things sort of connect to one another. I, I, I can I add cartographer to that yes. because you're you're Please. creating, you know, the the whole idea of a journey and you're mapping and the journey mapping, right. obviously. Right. But I mean, I, now that's become such a tactical word, but just right. understanding this is where I'm starting. This is where I'm ending. And there are so many different ways. There are so many different routes to get to that end for each individual consumer. Totally. There's no more linear journey that's no. gone. The, the 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 days of the linear journey are gone. And to your point, I love that cartographer is another, you know, and, and it's funny, I, I literally look at maps every single day for many different clients and have to figure out like, you know, it's sort of like playing a game of risk, right? Like what what is our tactical plan here, right? Mm -hmm. Where are we going to place our bets? Where where are there opportunities within our ecosystem to um you know, to influence culture enough to be able to do X, right? Like whatever it is we, we're trying to accomplish here. So yes, cartographer is a great addition to that list. So it's so it's interesting. I I, I, I want to explain. You you brought up the idea of data and how important data is to you, and I I, I love the idea of creative intelligence. Are they related? Data and creative intelligence related, and how are they related? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, you, you know, when you think about creative intelligence, and or at least how I'm starting to think about it, and it's something I'm, it's kind of a working hypothesis, but, um, you know, you think about all of the different inputs required for something to, to pop right? Like you think about context and content and what's going on in the world today and what are some of the 
trends around gender and inclusion and and fashion and 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 music and 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 you name it like the list goes on and on and on and you know i oftentimes look at a piece of work and i can kind of deconstruct it in my head and start to put together different sort of a taxonomy behind that piece of work and start to kind of say to myself okay i i see like there are all of these different levers that can be pulled here and you know in in each one of them is an opportunity to connect with people in a very meaningful and specific way and so like the idea of creative intelligence is that you know you can no longer come up with an idea on your own because you can't possibly be connected to that that many things and that you know while your brain is a beautiful processor it still needs the input required in order to process something that considers all of those different things right so um to me the data that i'm talking about isn't necessarily sort of just the typical kind of data that informs a brief it could be anything it could be you know um it could be the the current trending pantone color this week or this minute right like it could be um it could be what you know, it could be what Lizzo wore to the to the Grammys, right? Like it it doesn't matter what the data is. It matters how the data affects the idea and enriches the idea and connects the idea to culture in a way that feels relevant, but also feels very differentiated, right? So, you know, there's a million people coming up with a million ideas, right? And a lot of times they all look the same. I could tell you right now is when things start popping and I saw the same idea from five different agencies for the World Cup. I, I'm not going to say what the idea is, but the exact same idea done the exact same way mm. from completely separate teams that did not talk to one another. Right. So when you think about, you know, relevancy, right, like, yeah, what are the things going on in the world right now? But then you, you have to also think about, like, how can I be how can I help separate this brand from the rest of the pack, right? Because we all know there, there's this kind of sea of sameness and everyone is sort of tuned out to that sea of sameness. Why? Because everyone's sort of parsing the same small batch of data, right? But what if you increase the scope of that data and help feed that into those wonderful, young, creative minds that you and I try to mold every single day, right? Then all of a sudden you're going to start seeing the output right of 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 that data looking very different from so that. it's interesting because you talk, you're 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 at such a high level with this idea of creative intelligence but at some point you have to operationalize it you have to totally. say totally. you have to say this is this is the idea and mm -hmm. these are the touch points yes these yes. are the surfaces which i'm using a word that you used when we spoke we, yeah. these are the surfaces where the consumer interacts with the brand in some way shape or form Correct. whether it's on a computer screen a, an ipad or mixed reality or, whatever or, yeah mix or or you know or the hot one you know the metaverse right right, right. do you have any totally. clients on the metaverse yet <laughs> we're working on it yes oh, okay yeah look i i think the metaverse first of all the metaverse is a marketing term right yeah, the metaverse yeah. is a marketing term for the next phase of the internet right the sort of the next phase of what we're about to experience which i just think is 
deeper immersion, um, more connectivity and, um, and customer led, right? Like customer led, it's going to be customer led. I think we're, we're, we're already seeing now, um, we're starting to own our own identities. We're starting to show up as we please, as we wish. We're starting to dictate the terms in which we want to be engaged with. Right. And brands are going to have to make the shift to stop talking and start listening, right? And and as they listen, right, they start to create the the sort of the conditions in which somebody may show up to that brand in any way, shape, or form they wish. And that's how they choose to engage. And um, in doing so, I think that the brand benefits because they're allowing the consumer to be their most authentic self and allow them to um, signal more authentic signals that the brand can then hopefully start to interpret and pick up and use as the fodder for which they inform their creative, right? The data. So it comes full circle, right? So that's where, yes, I think the surfaces are really important to understand where, when, how, it's all process and operation. And I love it. I love the process of it all. I love I love being able to come up with a bespoke operation for every single new idea because every single new idea deserves a bespoke operation, right? You can't just continue doing the same thing you did the last campaign because you if you, what I think there's a saying if you keep doing what you always did you always get what you always got right like that's what's happening that's why advertising is so bad today it's so boring because we keep using the same processes to do the same thing over and over again right. but I think when when you when you look at it from more of a creative intelligence perspective and you're feeding in very unique and very bespoke data in order to inform an idea that inherently is different than what you did last time. And you and the process in which you do it is a little bit different as well, because you need to look under different stones, right? Um, so it's exciting for me, like if I, if I were the 20 year old version of myself right now, I would be, I would be in heaven. I would just be so happy. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole new world. There's so, there's yeah. such a, such an uh, such opportunity out there i you know i often talk to my students about the idea of where television just television in it in and of itself totally. is gone you know and we still haven't even figured that out now with connected tv and with with you know all the different tv options out there right. uh, the, now you're just exponentially taking that to every possible surface there and i get and i would imagine with creative intelligence anytime some consumer interacts with a surface it creates a new piece of data that can go back, that can loop back in and re and inform how you're going to react or how, or the next idea or, or. Exactly. exactly. It becomes, you know, you and can I you automate this. that. Can you automate that reaction? Yeah, of course, of course. And, and, you know, you and I have heard the term, you know, full funnel from forever, right? This is kind of in a sense, very similar, right? You're creating a funnel for data. You're creating a funnel for intelligence. You're creating a loop, um, you know, so that you may continuously capture and listen and and and, and iterate and 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 optimize, right? Like it's that optimization that I think is so important because, you know, 
I'll give you a very simple example. You know, every time I go to a website that I go to often, uh, let's say Amazon, right? Or I don't know. Uh, yeah, Amazon. I, 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 I continuously to I continue I continuously question why I have to do the same thing over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Right. The fact that any of us ever has to fill out a form ever again is is absurd, right? Why why would a brand want to spend like the bulk of the attention and interaction that they're getting with a customer on a bureaucratic process that that has been done a million times over and you can take remove that friction and get right into it, right? Like it's it's like walking into a store and they already knowing who you are and you just inherently feel great because you're like, hey, Neil, welcome back. Last time you were here, you loved that thing we we, we showed you. Because of that, we're going to show you this thing. And you just, you feel like a king. You feel like you're being, you're being served. So how do you overcome that friction point of even just, you know, typing in Amazon.com if there's, if cookies are going away, right? Mm -hmm. So they won't recognize you the minute you type Amazon. You know, I mean, now they can recognize you the minute you get there. Well, if it's a customer-led world, yeah. then then you're dictating the experience in which you're having with the brand. And if that is, and you know, there's a certain amount of anticipation that's required there, right? Like Amazon has the data they need in order to pretty much anticipate almost every single interaction mm -hmm. I am about to have with mm -hmm. them or ever will have with them. Mm -hmm. They know what I like. They know the intervals in which I like it. They know when I order it. They know, they know all that. They know every. Actually, I last last season I did an interview with a friend of mine who um, advertises who who app operates in the Amazon ecosystem, advertising ecosystem, mm -hmm. and he is of the belief that Amazon knows more about you than Facebook will ever know, than mm -hmm. Google will ever know, and you you know so. Yeah, they should, if they know, if they know, you know, even from Alexa, even if, if they know that you just made blueberry scones, right. <laughs> that's, infer that's right. data point that could impact data. their, um, so, so now how do you operationalize that yeah. data? That's, yeah. that's creative intelligence, right? right. Like that's right. where, yeah. that's where we start to say, you know, and I can't tell you how many times a day I'm begging a client for that kind of, I'm like, I know you're sitting on a mountain of data. And oftentimes, you know, it's like, we don't know where it is. We don't know who owns it. We don't know where, where it sits. I don't have access. You don't have access. We can't have access. Legal doesn't know what to do with it. So we can't give it. And it's just like, no, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, hold on here. Like, this is not hard. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so it's, I feel like we're on the precipice of that. You know, I feel I feel like, you know, you talk about, you know, your students and 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 sort of the next generation. I I think that is a generation that doesn't think about if we can do it. They just that's how they think, right? Like the 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 benchmark has been set because they they were born with these in their hands, right? You and I saw this 
become invented. We know what the world is like. This is a podcast. Let me just tell you, he was holding up his cell phone. <laughs> Born with his cell phone in your hand. Go ahead. <laughs> and, 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 right, I was holding a cell phone. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, so the, the, the expectation from that generation is benchmarked against the best experiences that they've had on that device, right? So when they're thinking about new ideas, they're beating the ones they've already, you know, sort of experienced as table stakes, right? So for you and I, Uber is a is a genius, wonderful service. Mm -hmm. One button and a, a magic carpet picks you up and drops you off and you could be drunk and no one cares and you pay and it all works, right? For them, that's the bar, that's the table stakes, right? right? Everything else is up from there. It's like, you got to beat that. And we're like, we're happy with that. We're like, give me that. I'm like, I'm in heaven, right? So that's super exciting. And and and, and that's where I think that the, the sort of the, the next generation, their brains are just wired differently, yeah. right? Like they're not like... Like you think about the creative tools we have today, some of the you know the diffusion tools like the Mid Journeys and 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 the Dall E and and Google's Imogen, right? These are tools in which all you have to do is come up with a few baseline prompts, and all of a sudden, the point of departure is so much further than any of us have ever dreamed of because you all of a sudden have a unique piece of IP and artifact that you can then craft into perfection or not even craft sometimes the output is almost as good as you need it to be right um and then and then and then you could focus more on the storytelling part right like the assets become less of a because right now the assets are really what occupies most of our time right like if we yes. could just forget about creating the assets and just focus on the story the bigger picture you know we would be doing amazing things, right? So I, I I think that you know we have a generation of of of, of future creatives that don't worry about those assets getting made. Right. They worry about the bigger story, the bigger picture, the the connection points between all of the different surfaces and the and everything within the ecosystem. And not only that, they're also thinking about the interoperability between ecosystems. So, you know, it's universe in a universe, right? Like it's kind of Marvel, you know, like metaverse meets metaverse kind of thing, right? <laughs> so, so if you visit the Gap location on the metaverse, next time you walk into the store, how come they don't recognize you and know what you did on the metaverse and it'll happen? It's really and you're nice. Not gonna and you're not walking in, you're flying in on your right. magical on your magical unicorn. And by the way, that unicorn sees that you're buying a black sweatshirt. So that unicorn is interoperably going to fetch you a pair of matching jeans from Levi's and bringing that into that experience magically, of course. And all of a sudden you have everything you need in, in, in a world that's created for you, right? Magical. Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. All right. I, I, I need to process all of this, but it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. It's a lot. And I, I, I love this. I love this conversation. I'm, I do see the time and I want to um, just kind of loop back to this, this world that you're create that you've talked about these surfaces, this whole idea of creative intelligence. I want to ask you, 
what is the most important piece of information? What's the most important advice you can give to my students now as they're as they're learning, you know, we're talking to them about journey mapping. We're talking to them all about all these tools that you were talking about. How can what do they need to know from the big picture point of view? I think from a big picture standpoint, you have to you have to really become a vessel for all of this stuff. You can't be an expert in all of it. It's not possible. And 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 you can no longer be sort of the singular rock star that once was. You are part of a team, a multidisciplinary team that, you know, is required to build complex to build complexity, right? And to and to work through complexity. You know, I I, I think that you know, my best advice would be to, you know, embrace all of the subject matter experts, be, be as curious as you possibly can, you know, try to soak up as much as you possibly can really, you know, I've, I've always been somewhat disappointed at the level of curiosity that a lot of sort of traditional creatives have had, you know, especially around the emergence of digital. It's sort of like, Get in there, open the hood, learn, learn what makes it tick. What is an algorithm? How does an algorithm work? I'm not asking you to build one, but in order to create an idea in an algorithmic environment, I am asking you to understand what an algorithm even is, right? And far too, far too often I've seen that sort of like, you know, kind of the creative department comes up with this not like kind of a a neat idea and then they just sort of throw it over the fence and they try to make everyone else figure it out and what happens is it just it just doesn't fit it doesn't feel native it doesn't feel like it was born out of the 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 beauty and the genius of the platform it was sort of retrofit you know it was kind of shoved in there and you know i'd love to see that flipped i'd love to see you know, our young creatives acting more like visionaries and entrepreneurs and technologists and, and just generally curious people that are willing to roll their sleeves up and, and kind of get into the weeds of the technologies that enable our ideas to really flourish, right? And and that's where you see the most successful people, right? Like you see all the, all of these founders that are creating products and services and brands predicated on the fact that they understand the channel or the channels that are driving the essence of that brand. And if you don't, then I think, I think you're just going to, you're not going to make it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just going to be tactical. Yeah, it's, just, tactical. It's, just, it's just an idea. <laughs> Just an idea. Right. That's it. <laughs> right. And everyone has ideas. <laughs> everyone everyone has ideas today. Right. Yes. Craig, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank it, you. This has been, as I said, mind blowing. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Conversations with the Creators, sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications. Thanks to all our guests, my colleagues Professor Audrey Siegel Mavora, Kevin James, Christine Munk and our producer, Miriam Prever. Keep on ideating.